And the snow's coming down I'm watching it fall All the people around Baby, please come on with the third and final part of this year's Christmas special 2017's Christmas special December 25th the same time every year yeah what do you think about that do you think they should maybe change Christmas Day put on a different day mix it up yeah, put it in uh, the middle of summer well, well yeah why not put it when it's nicer weather have you, ever, nice. have you ever gone away for Christmas um, Christmas Day oh no, no follow up question would you well ages ago when we had Michael on the on yes. the Poddy, he was saying he was going away. Did he go away? He did, yes. Where did he uh, go? Czech Republic, maybe. Nice. I think was it Prague? Was it? Well, I've been to Prague. Oh, Prague. Was it? I think I went to Prague. I. Yeah, I think he did. I would do it. I would definitely do it. Um, I don't know where the point. Kelly and I go to Kelly's parents for Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and Kelly's parents have been saying for years that. They will stop doing Christmas Day at some point. It's a lot of fucking work. Oh, mother makes yeah. so much food. If she stops, we'll either have it here or at our house, or we'll go away. Probably. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see what I'd like to like it to go away somewhere, but I think probably somewhere hot, maybe just to see what that's like. Mix it up, yeah. But I don't know. Christmas Day for me, I feel like you've got to be cold. Do you know what I mean? So maybe I'll just open the freezer and just stick my ass in it. Well, it's a funny thing with Christmas Day for me. Like, my parents are getting on, and uh, as you touched upon, Christmas dinner is a hard mm-hmm. task to do. Mm-hmm. And I keep offering the help, and, you know, they take it as a personal front. Basically, my mom, she would be heartbroken if she couldn't have, like, yeah. wall over on Christmas Day. And it's just... I don't know. You put so up you... with a few things. I'm usually horrendously hungover on Christmas Day now. <laughs> And uh, so who goes? Is it? It's is me, me sister, a daughter, uh-huh. and um, Louise, my partner, goes on Boxing Day. So, right. but I, uh, I mean that's another thing, isn't it? It's another where like, I'm sure Louise would like to spend it together, but then yeah. you're like, so does she go to her parents? Yeah, she does, and then later on, I travel over and, and meet yeah. over them. I mean, that's, that's that seems to be. The way a lot of couples do it, you know, that's the way that me and Kelly did it for a long time uh-huh. until they got to the point where, I don't know, I just really wanted to spend it with her. And it kind of basically was a case of, if you want to spend it with me, you come to me, mams. <laughs> and, and I'm sure if she hears it, she will agree. That was kind of the case. Wow. Because, no, because there was no way that she wanted to miss her going to my mams. And that's fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. Because uh, her mams did us better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a joke, guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't I've never uh, tasted Louise's mum's Christmas dinner. Uh-huh. I just know it's really stressful, like just being there because it's all like everything's cold. My mum just like hovers in a cat-like state of <laughs> fucking like, 
Oh, is, is this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you is want everybody like, having totally a good time? Ru- like strange. I was gonna say random, but I'm not like a fucking. Oh my god! Like twelve th- year old. Something totally random, like I don't know tiramisu instead of like Christmas pudding or something. Yes, oh my that's god! Why I didn't say it. I'm <laughs> totally crazy. Oh my god! This one time for Christmas dinner. Can you oh my stop? god! That's too. That's I, too nail on the head. I had lasagna for Christmas dinner. I was oh. like, what am I doing? I'm fucking crazy. I'm just so crazy. <laughs> that's hate, horrible. I hate stop myself. It. Stop it now! I why? hate. Why won't the pain end? That's two. Two on the nose. What are you drinking? The the dregs of this. Ah, sahi. Was that racist? I didn't mean that to sound racist, but did it come out racist? Mm, Not really. Not to my ears, but it's the end of that beer. The end of that beer. You've got a bottle of milk coming up next. Oh, that's going to be the hardcore one I got from Little. Looks like Leffy or something. Or what? No. um, What's the other one? That really, really strong lager. Vidal, Vidal, Aye. Yeah. Duval, Duval. Is that what? Is that a similar the same family? Um, it's the well. I got a Belgian pack from Lidl, mm-hmm. which was it contained. Uh, was it eight? No, six of these little stubby bottles, and they all look like Duval stuff. I I love Belgium. Like, I mean, this is ten percent. Mm-hmm. So it's like a half a bottle of wine. Really. Jesus Christ, golden uh, golden drag, golden drag. Got to be really careful with it mm-hmm. because it, if you don't respect it, <laughs> you've got to respect the beer. I mean, that's going to come at the end of the night. So apologies, listeners. <laughs> fuck them. I've got <laughs> fuck the listeners. <laughs> I've got uh, Hardy's and Hansen's Rocking Rudolph. Ah, oh, nice. A full-bodied malty and fruity Christmas ale. Where did I get this from? I've got no idea. I don't it just appeared. It. Christmas. I, a, I, I, um, I think I might have bought it at B&M's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I actually bought like two of every bottle. Um, so you could have one. But, oh, that's but, lovely. Um, but you can just take them away with you if you want. Oh, that's very nice of you to... Would you like to oh. do that? Because I, I intentionally bought like... Oh. In fact, I bought three of the... Um, the... <laughs> Three of the witch. I'll give you Three of the Witchwood ones, uh, Brewdolph, which mm-hmm. is a great pun. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one of the uh, Christmas ones each. Oh, that's because the winter. Uh, the the other one I like is the little winter special. I think it's called or mm-hmm. winter warm or something like that. That's actually quite nice. You know, the whole little range of beers is um, ah, I can't remember what it's called, but they've got like gnarly fox and that green gecko and stuff. We've talked about it before. I think they're all really nice. We had a winter special. Me and Christian, friend of the show. Oh, Christian. We had a... Got to get him back sometime. Yes, definitely. 2018, Christian. Get yourself back in there. 2018, yeah. Fucking reads. We had a film night and we watched Tetsuo 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we watched Tetsuo 1, Tetsuo 2, Body Hammer. And we went a little bit basically filled up on all this stuff. Because it's the first time I've had the Panther one, what's that one called? Uh, Purple Panther, I think Purple Panther, yeah, the, the, the dark stout, one. yeah. It was the first time I've had that. We also bought a rum from there, so we had a well good time. I love R- Little, you know. I absolutely love Little. Yeah, it's class. I mean, those those mince pies, I've got one sitting there still. Those mince pies are the dog's <laughs> cock. What would you do if you found out that Little were just horrible to the employees? Well, you still don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm just like, I still go there. I don't work there. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't affect really me it. directly, so fuck them. I mean, they all seem happy when I go. Mm. They're dragging their ball, ball and chain behind them. Yeah. Great. Hey, shall we talk about something else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's transition. Let's do it.
So next up, uh, this month, Tom done two exit rooms. I did. I did. And uh, I done one, my first ever one. Well, it was my first ever one as well. I've wanted to do one for a long, long time. And yeah. then, lo and behold, I do two in a week. I did one on the Wednesday with you, and then I did one on the Friday with uh, War Wife. It was your birthday, wasn't it? Was it that was, a birthday treat? It was my birthday the week prior, and then it was Kelly's birthday, because our birthdays are seven days apart. Like, exactly. Is so, that why you decided who got up with her? Yeah, I just thought it would be easier. Yeah. I couldn't find anyone that had the same birthday as me. So I just thought, <laughs> Much like, seven days is easier to remember. <laughs> That's why we got uh, we got married and we actually got together on exactly the same day. And it's her birthday on the same day and everything else. I like, got proposed on the same day. So it's all easy. Yeah. And if uh, the ideal situation, the ideal scenario is if you meet someone who was born on the 25th of December mm-hmm. and then just do everything else on that same day. So it's a birthday, Christmas day, sorted. Then you just, if you want to get married, you get married on that same day. And there you go. Anything else. If you have to have any major surgery, just make sure it's on that same day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there, if you have a child, time it so that it comes out on that day. If it's not ready, if it's not cooked properly, fucking just... uh, Well, just force force her to give birth. I regret Already when I started saying that, I regret it. Fuck it. Christmas time! It's a Christmas... It's a Christmas horrendousness. Escape rooms, though. Mm-hmm. Ross, tell me about what we experienced together. And then we'll talk about the escape rooms. Ha ha ha. Well, the escape room that's opened up at the bottom of my me, me street, oddly enough. It's funny I've, that it's pretty much at the bottom of your street, isn't it? Yeah, he's a friend of... Um, so I've known... I've known a lot of them. Is it Nicky? Nicky, um, he's... Dad, Steve, he's... Oh, so they're actually father and son? Yeah, yeah. Ah, cool, right? He used to look a lot like Father Ted. The the dad? The dad, but not so much now he's got the beard. Yeah. But uh, he's the one, I don't know if uh, regular listeners to the podcast would remember the driving special when I I said I'd done go-karting. It was his stag Ah, yes, yeah, yeah. So... I'd love to do go-karting again. I've only ever done it once. Well, maybe it's a challenge. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> a challenge literally, literally, literally Gonox Lair on the road. I would also like uh, to blast you in the face with a paintball, but that's just a different thing. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm <laughs> I took one digressing. This is going to take I'm, a while. Can I just podcast. say I took a, I took a podca- podcast, a mm-hmm. podcast ball, a paintball uh, bullet to my butt cheek. Did you? It really fucking hurt. Did it bruise? Oh, yeah, yeah. Looked really nice, actually. Bruise like a peach. Quite, se- quite sexy. Some strange fetish going on. I got a tattooed. I got a tattoo of the bruise. <laughs> Can you just go over the bruise? Okay. Any- anyway. Exit, bro. Fucking hell. How much do you want to exit this room right now? Oh! <laughs> Hey-o. I'll let Tom raid this storm of piss. Pew-pew! <laughs> you, you know, what's the adrenaline. In, what's in this rocking Rudolph? What percentage is it? Um, 4.2. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him though, he looks like Elvis. Oh. That looks so cheap, that bottle. And doesn't it? Hardy's and Hansons though. Alright, I've never heard of that. Doesn't take me much to get a little bit drunk. I've got to be very careful with this stuff I'm drinking. Right, 10.5%. Can I have a taste of it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't mind my lips being on your no, bottle? No, of I'm, course not. Don't have any cool sores. Moshers. I find it difficult. You know, when I say, when I quickly say the word shoulder and soldier, I sometimes get them mixed up. Right. In cold sores, 
in Cool's Law or something get mixed up. Ah, well. so yeah. I was wondering what the hell you were going on mm. about then. Fucking hell, man. Pure alcohol, isn't it? It tastes now like milk. Nah. It's a white bottle, guys. I'm going to have to take a picture because I keep saying it looks like milk. But it's and got a picture of a dragon on, which is nice. Can you just hold it up next to your beautiful face? It's too far away. You're not in frame. Oh, my God. It's so white. <laughs> right, okay. Hey, escape rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Exit rooms? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Either or, I think. So, me friend from... I must have known Nicky 15 years, perhaps, right? See the one that you went go-karting with? Yes. Are you trying to derail <laughs> this whole... Oh, never mind. <laughs> so, anyway, his dad's a bit of a... Um, he tries strange ventures. Yeah. And I think this is a strange venture. A bit of a Del Boy. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, I like to support... Friends and such like. Absolutely. You so, supported me quite a bit through the years. I have, yeah. So since like a Brazilian. <laughs> this is hard, this conversation. <laughs> so I, I tried to um, drum up a bit of, you know, Interest, try and get a team bit of business, together yeah. for mm-hmm. this. And we did in the end. I think you successfully did it, mate. You you pestered the hell out of us to get us uh, oh. involved. <laughs> No, no, it was a joke because it, it, it was a perfect opportunity because, like I said before, I've wanted to do one for so long because I love the concept of it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was more a case of, I think the hardest bit about organising it was deciding who would go. Yeah. It was originally going to be four people from the fellowship mm-hmm. and everyone, pretty much everyone wanted to do it. Sai is away or was away in India, so mm-hmm. he wasn't available. He said he could do it when he gets back. And then it was kind of like, oh, well, should we do it now? Should we do it then? And you just you just got in touch and went, right, I'm doing it on this day. Um, who wants to do it? And yeah. there was, it was going to be me, you, Kelly and Lou. Yeah. But Lou couldn't do it. Yeah, because she went to see, she'd forgot that she was going to see Nelly. Furtado. <laughs> now, the weird thing about Nelly playing the, the Carlin was it was on Groupon. That's the first thing. She I'm... fucking loves Groupon, her, doesn't she? Oh, she loves wow, it. Wow, she got a she just, on Groupon. She mate. just sits there trolling through Groupon. Wow, Lesser. this is on Groupon. Let's Lesser. get this. Does she do uh, Woucher? The first time. Woucher? What the hell is that? It's just the same. It's just the same. It's just the same. But the adverts make you want to, like. like I think those the adverts for Woucher. Mm would be like a good origin story for a megalomaniac guy who wants to end the world. Right. That's that's the reason that he's become a supervillain because of the Woucher adverts. Because, because of... he the, the humanity's gone to the point it's gone too far. It's, it's gotta be stopped. Because of these Woucher adverts. Woucher Yeah so preaching that they converted yeah. yeah mate, I agree with all of that. God, it's lucky we don't have any sort of resources like, like nuclear like <laughs> Can you imagine if we waste. had access if we had access to anything? Yeah this is I've a got some I've got some domestos <laughs> The blurb before starting this podcast, Tom says, this is what we're going to talk about. And this has took a hell of a long time Fucking, to explain about it. Yeah, man. We're, we're kings of the riff, man. We're riffing? Escape rooms, anyway, from the beginning. <laughs> I give up. So, Lou couldn't do it, so I sent a message on the fellowship saying, the first person to reply gets to go. Simon straight away on it. Ping. Bang. Boom. Like, I'm there. So it was Wednesday, wasn't it? Last Wednesday. Yeah. Last Wednesday? Yeah. So, yes, please. 
Yes, please. I don't know. I just sort of felt yes, like it please. was, <laughs> it was so, set up perfectly for you to interject. So anyway, we went there, not knowing. Like, uh, my heart was in my mouth a bit because I was thinking, he's he's my friend and I want him to succeed so much. Yeah. But at the same sense, I've like hook line Jews into it and we're paying money, you know. like Cold hard cash, yeah. And uh, cold hard cash. I wonder if it's going to be any good. And I mean, I've got nothing else to base it on. I do, actually, can I back up that Please. and say I've got nothing else to do? So I know the value of money and I know if I'm having a good time. <laughs> but I mean that yeah, I've got yeah, nothing yeah. else to base it on, yeah. as in I've not done another exit or escape room. Yes. But I had a good time <laughs> and I enjoyed it. And I uh, really did, yeah. That's why I'm fascinated to hear the latter of this story mm-hmm. in about nine hours <laughs> about <laughs> your other experience and see how it racks up. Because I'm interested to see how successful are Mm -hmm. doing this on the budget they're working on in such a small place. Mm -hmm. But, again, any listeners from around here, which I'm not sure how many we've got because no one fucking gets in touch, (laughs) but check them out. Do you you remember what they're called, Tom? Well, we'll keep it. It's Escape Rooms Newcastle. Yeah. Escape Room Newcastle. But just to go back the Riddle Room, the Riddle Room in Forest Hall. Yeah. Yeah. They're on Facebook. Right. I would say having experienced the, the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I want to suggest now that I think maybe because me and Kelly want to go back definitely to Escape Rooms because there's another room at that location. Uh, and there's another actual location opening up on Granger Street owned by the same people with five new rooms. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're opening up with three rooms to start with. And then there's going to be another two come along. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of rooms. But I think you and I should go and do one of them together at some point. Just oh, the two of okay. Not necessarily even for the podcast. We can talk about it on the podcast. But I just think it would be really interesting to do it. Mm-hmm. Because just for the riddle room, it was um, the big difference between the two was the size. Now, the, room, the riddle room was a lot smaller than the escape room. I think the, the, the room size was smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what is that like it's not his house is it the guy what is <laughs> that's it that's what's so weird about it, it, is it a room it's rent actually like um, I think it was a place that was uh, it was up for rent uh-huh. that's supposed to be um, I suppose it was like office an space office space or, yeah, or just uh-huh. like storage space or something because it's maybe attached. for like a, a freelance photographer or, or like a solicitor <laughs> or something like that he just yeah, has yeah. a little space uh, and in the window it would just say like Johnny Johnny Big Balls, Johnny Big Balls, yeah. law or something like that. So that was the big difference, but not necessarily to the detriment of Real Room, because he made use of the space. It was jam packed with mm. uh, furniture, books. Uh, the clues, the clues were all over the yeah. place. He had this really interesting idea of you could collect these yellow tokens that you could cash in for hints, mm-hmm. which I really liked the, the concept of that. There was a yeah, but, but what I found funny when we were playing it, you really didn't want to use hints, no, did you? No, no. It was Simon and I at the end, like, was like, we've got to use hints, I want to use them, and you were like, no, let's not, let's the, not. The, the, the thing with the Riddle Room is, I think I overall enjoyed the Escape Room experience more, mm-hmm. because in the Riddle Room, because you get hats, which is pretty cool in the Riddle Room, you can just there's like a set of hats you can try, you can put on, which yeah, is yeah. quite cool. But I didn't enjoy it as much because there was, I think there was too many people, four people, I think it's too many because everyone's got their own agenda. Yeah. Simon dove straight and was opening up different things, uh, looking in different boxes. And I had no concept of what to do. Mm-hmm. He's done it before. He's done the, the escape room before mm-hmm. in Newcastle. 
So he had more of a, an idea of what you're supposed to do. And he started looking in different things. And I was like, well, hang on. We read out this thing off the typewriter. That was the first clue we got. Read that. Yeah. And it was all... Well, well I'm not going to give any any spoilers at all. I'm not yes. going to give any details. But if it, anyone's it basically check it out. It's definitely. well worth the money. It's fun. It, basically, this first email, our first letter, pointed you towards the first clue. So the way I thought would be, you look at the, find the first clue, and then that'll lead you to the next clue, and then that'll lead you to the next clue. Mm-hmm. But there was a, we found a lot of stuff just kind of looking through everything and just accidentally finding different yeah, things. Yeah, I think uh, that was the way the group kind of went. We kind of just started opening stuff mm-hmm. and like trying to second guess almost like where it was going. That you're right. It, I think if I ever do another one, I would rather pace myself better and in. in Trying to immerse myself more in yes. the relevance of the clues, a bit more role play as well. I think like if you get in your head, if you try to think inside your head, because you got to, you've got to try and get in at the head of the person who's developed the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I you... know Steve, and he's, <laughs> I don't want to get in. His he's head. a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to get in at the head of the person who's created the puzzle and sort of role play it a bit more and mm. actually buy into the story that they're telling you. Yeah, yeah. Like in the second, the escape room one, there was a whole story. In fact, there was there was for the the first the riddle room. Mm. It was about uh, what was he called, Jr. Something. It, there was a story there, yes. and if you bought into it properly and, and followed it, then it would probably flow better, maybe, or you would get more out of it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel and, that's the same with D and D when we're talking about that. If if you kind of just lose yourself, it's funny because in a group it can sometimes be a, a bit embarrassing. Yeah. If not everyone else wants to go with it, mm. because you you sometimes just you're still a bit conscious about. Mm how other people perceive you and if if you're all of a sudden like just going on and getting all mad about like the whole concept of this yeah you feel like oh people other people might think i'm a bit mental but really honestly you get if you're doing that you get more fun out of doing it like that um i think there was one bit in the riddle room towards the end which i thought was fantastic that's Again, no spoilers at all, but it was it was a brilliant touch. Yeah. You know, the, the bit with the, the thing, with the, yeah. the bit with the thing. Yeah, I thought I loved that the the very end bit. Is that when basically your wife who had been carrying? <laughs> she did the entire way. Yeah, she she there was a bit of vitriol where she all the way through she was saying there's something about that particular thing there, and then at the end it was like oh yeah you're right. Um, no, I really enjoyed the riddle room. I really did enjoy it. I thought it was. Obviously, it's on a smaller budget to the bigger escape rooms and the exit yeah. rooms and stuff that are going on there, going going on around. It would be lovely if he was given the opportunity to have a bigger budget. Well, what, this is the thing. This is what I always think. If you had someone like that, I think half the battle is passion. Yeah, yeah. The other half is actual like intelligence and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously got the passion. <laughs> that sounds like I'm setting it up for a fall. He's obviously got the passion in the puzzle. I really enjoyed the puzzle. Yeah, I really yeah. liked it. So if he had like a bigger budget, but then again, looking at that room, that room was more convincing aesthetically than the other one that we did, the escape room in Newcastle. There's one thing that is out of almost out of the control of the people who run these places mm-hmm. is just human nature. What did your mate say? Someone the the people because I will say that we actually got the fastest time. Yeah, yeah. which is a controversial <laughs> statement. But we did do it. I think it was in 39 minutes. Uh, now the reason there was another team who did it in thirty-seven minutes, but the fuckers, uh, uh, Steve, Steve, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, uh, Steve's. He, he said they, they, you had to get three keys to open up this box that had four was, padlocks on yeah. it. 
They got, sorry, you have to get four keys to open up the box with four padlocks. They got three keys and then they sort of wrenched it open or mm. squeezed it open to get the last, That's right, yeah. to get it open. Now, that, in my opinion, disqualifies them. Like, <laughs> yeah. It does. It does, though, really, doesn't it? Because uh, we, we it's did It's funny because it in... Nicky, I think Nicky agrees with you entirely on yeah. that, that front. So has he removed their title from the board yet? Oh. <laughs> As he deleted Are you going to go down there and police it? Uh, if it's Kick not, down the door. I'm, I'm going to go on Facebook. If they haven't been removed <laughs> by tomorrow, I'm going to give them a bad review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> no, um, I think the problem is with you've got the general public going in and, like I say, with them ripping that box open, mm-hmm. there's damage caused to stuff. Now, I don't know how long Steve's been going with it, but his everything looked kind of like... Like it was, it was in good condition, good nick, good nick, really. Yeah. But I don't think that last and with people like ripping the box open because the escape room was one. Mm. There was loads of stuff that was like smashed that had obviously been dropped and then fixed and uh, yeah. cupboards that had been ripped open and stuff like that. And it was just like because people are so, well, people are just fucking humans, aren't they? And they yeah. just Like rip things apart and go can't control themselves, which is a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about the riddle room before I talk a little bit about um, the escape room? No, no, I'm just fascinated to hear about. I mean, all I will say about the riddle room is definitely give them a go. Yeah, I yeah. I would say definitely. I really enjoyed it. It's my first ever experience of an escape room. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I, I, I think Steve and Nick, Nicky are lovely guys as well. Uh, yeah, I, well, they're and very nice, yeah. Followed one on Facebook straight away as well. So I feel obliged to say that. <laughs> Is that how it works nowadays? No, it works. This and is paedophile at once. <laughs> like, <laughs> follow oh, him now. I think he's ace. <laughs> but he, uh, I gave some. I gave them some sweets. So I kind of flipped the whole paedophilic convention around, didn't I? Because I took a bag of sweets in my pocket and I was going, "Genuine want a fucking sweet." <laughs> they don't realise what you do with them sweets, though, do you? You no, stick them up your ass and then you roll them back up again and give them out. That's yep. why I never pro-tipped anyone who meets Tom. Uh-huh. Never accept a sweet from him. Pro-tip. So the escape room in Newcastle. Let's give a quick shout out to Matt, who runs the place, who is actually, believe it or not, you know how I am with chatting on to people. Mm-hmm. Well, I started chatting to Matt, and he is a retro game and console collector. Oh, wow. So straight away, I felt at my depth when Kelly went, oh, Tom does a retro game a podcast. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they said, oh, yes. Yeah, so what sort of like games yeah. do you talk about? What consoles have you got? And I was like, how much RAM um, in your process? I definitely don't use an emulator for all the games we play. Uh, <laughs> But and then he actually said, "Oh, if you want to borrow any of the consoles, just let us know." And I was like, "Fucking hell, I'm not having that responsibility." Can I lend a fucking an old school telly off here as well, please? But um, oh, he's straight away um, a good mind to resource. Well, he straight away uh, he said, "Oh, what's it called?" And I gave him the name and stuff, and he went on, found one Twitter, and, and was like, oh, I hate you as well. liked one Facebook as well. Whether he's listened to some of them, I don't know. Uh, I apologise if you are going to listen to this Christmas one. Hiya, you're right. Mm-hmm. And do you want to be a guest? Yeah, yeah. Be I think he would be a fantastic guest. He'd be the first guest who has any sort of substance. Wow. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> God's sake. No, but I did say I apologise straight away to him like for all of the, the numerous mistakes and errors that we make. Yeah. You Mainly. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> you got in there before I did. <laughs> but he's, he seemed like a lovely guy. The, the big difference, like I said, was the size of the room. The escape rooms one was a bigger room but it wasn't necessarily filled uh or like as compact as as the riddle room one there was about well i don't know how many puzzles there were but there was enough to keep you going inside that room mm. we got stuck a couple of times 
and there's actually when you first go in there's a TV and he says just watch the telly and it's ah, like yeah. this little video tells you the his, like about this guy and it's it was the Da Vinci one that we did so you're watching the TV and then it ends and you're like alright so we're going to start now mm. so you start basically going through all the drawers you can yeah. there's different clues just dotted around and you pick it out and you're like what the fuck does that mean I'm not sure you just put it down mm. and you know the way I am with my organisational skills so I had them all laid out on the top I was like right so I'm thinking maybe we'll come to that one later yeah and that one goes there and if we used one of them I was like right we'll put that in the dispose pile don't don't look at that one again it was the other one just hiding stuff around <laughs> Kelly was like wait <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm in me. a room I can destroy <laughs> it was me and Kelly by the way that's who, who was doing it so the TV if you get stuck He's actually watching on CCTV. He's watching in the other room. And if you get, if you can see that you're stuck, he'll just prompt you with something on the thingy. And it's freeform text, so it's like contextual to what you're stuck on. Yeah, so yeah. it won't just be, oh, they're stuck on clue one. Enter, and it gives you the same clue. It'll, it'll be like, why not look at this? Or because mm-hmm. he's listening as well, I believe. So he'll be like, oh, you were close with that, but why not think about this? The only thing, there was a couple of clues that were, I think, a bit ambiguous. And it, it maybe it's a little bit too tough. There were good clues. There were good puzzles, sorry. But if you just had that little bit extra of a clue or a little bit extra of a prompt, you could have got it a lot easier. Like the first one we got stuck on mm-hmm. because we were thinking about... We, we got the answer, but we were trying to enter the code incorrectly. And when he said... When he gave you this prompt, it was like, oh, so it's that instead of this. Right, okay. So we were right, but we just weren't entering it correctly, which mm-hmm. is a bit irritating. There was a couple of things like that where... I think if if there was a, a way to give user feedback, which I'm sure there is, I would suggest that those two clues in particular that we got stuck on, just amend them slightly so it makes it just a tiny bit easier. But the rest of it, we were we were like blasting through. And when we finished, I don't know whether he was just making me feel nice. He said, oh, he did really, really well. Oh, a lot no. of people don't get out of the room. They actually get stuck in there, like couples, uh, when it's just two people. I wonder if that's something I'm not... Business technique. Yeah. It's like, you were the best hey, people I've let's ever see, had. Let's see how you do in the other room. We've got space now. No, no, he said, he seemed to, he seemed genuine. Like, you might be full of shit like the fuck out, but... It's uh, like, when you witches people pretend you like the Retro Gaming Podcast, yeah, take. I think we had 15 minutes to spare, so I think we did it in 45 minutes. And I, honestly, I fucking loved it. I enjoyed this one just because there was more to it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the Riddle Room experience. Because there was the four were there, uh, but I enjoyed this experience more because it was just the two were, and I felt like I had more of a role to play. I think it was pretty much fifty fifty between me and Kelly, like the effort that were put in and the amount of puzzles we answered. I'd be interested when I ask Kelly what <laughs> percentage. We just got on a roll at one point, and we were just like, "Oh, this, this, that, like that." And it was, it was just great. It was really, really good fun. When I looked at a bit of stuff after doing that one, we done the Riddle Room. Mm-hmm. Do I see there's them ah moments? Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I must admit, I didn't actually feel any of those moments when doing the Riddle Room, and I wonder if that was more like the role I had in the group. Because that sometimes happens in the group, doesn't it? Where you're like, there was a, a role I did have where I was like convinced something was the, the key, which was a load of bollocks. You kept saying it. I and Steve in particular picked up on that at the end and he said, you kept saying that what you're talking about. Oh, Steve will do that. No, there was, we did get, we. I think we were overthinking the riddle room though. We were like trying to come up with fucking ciphers and stuff like along that. Along the corridor and up the stairs. Yeah, that's right, along the that corridor and up the stairs. It was like the... Uh, longitude and latitude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you one thing. I said that to one... I can't remember if it was Kelly or Simon. Uh-huh. When I along the corridor up the stairs in the way. Yeah, but which number do you get first? That's the whole thing. Yeah, along, along the corridor. The corridor up the stairs. Yeah, no, which, which is first, though? <laughs> and with the, the second one, the escape room as well, there was quite a few clues and stuff that you found right... like. The first draw I opened, I pulled out a clue. Mm-hmm. I didn't use that until the very last puzzle. So I like that where some people might go, oh, well, I haven't used that here. Like, just, it's obviously Brilliant. not relevant. And there was, you just had to keep keep an eye on them and, and just mm-hmm. think, oh, is that is that actually that? Is that going back on that thing? But no, I, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved cool. it. And me and Kelly are going to go back to Escape uh, because they're opening, like I said before, they're opening a new room, or a new place in Green, on Granger Street. There's five new rooms. Mm. If you book now, you get 25% off. So get in there, guys, quick. What's yeah? the prices that we're talking about? Uh, 25% less than it would be. Oh, we, nice. I think it was, it depends on how many people go. I think it might have been about £40 Kelly paid for mm. the two, mm. which for an hour of entertainment, people might go, mm, but. I fucking loved it. I really did. I, I wouldn't hesitate to to do it another time. Like that's good. I'd yeah. like to bash through all the rooms. To be honest, I'd like to have a I'd like a to bash. have a bash yeah. in all of the rooms. <laughs> There's a taken room as the other one at the place mm-hmm. that we went to. That uh, I think we'd do de- do next. When well, you play as Liam Nielsen, you've got to like yeah. You're going to be taken. <laughs> the next bit's important. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I have skills. <laughs> I'm going to do some killings now, please. I'm going to beat up people that are like 30 years younger than me, uh-huh. who are in better shape than me, but I can just beat them up. Yeah, because that's it. the way it works, isn't it? Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, Liam Neeson. Don't question it. Schindler. Yeah. Yes. God. I. So, did you enjoy the escape room then? Just to round that off. It's the riddle room. room. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Excellent. And you do another one. I would. Yeah. You and I. Oh. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, I will. I promise. I promise that it won't be a horrific experience for you. <laughs> Famous last words. I you promise just, it won't be a horrific experience. You just have a private chat with Kelly and see what she thinks of the experience you had with me and see I what. Will, so the final segment in this bonanza anti-christmas special mm-hmm. ugh, christmas oh god don't you just though <laughs> do you know what i mean though it's like all the stuff in that and the christmas and that. Tom loves christmas. You know, all the people being like happy just for one day i fucking hate that you know Christmas trees, though. They're shit as well, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Ours is up. It fell on Louise. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. How did it... Is it a real one? Yeah, well, we've now... It's tradition, Ross. We've got to buy a fucking <laughs> Christmas tree. How did it fall on her? Um, well, that was part of It's... The base of it is wonky, so when it was in the um, stand, mm-hmm. it felt like it was wonky, but mm-hmm. I thought I'd fastened all the, like, things correctly... So halfway through the decorating process, I think I was replying to a text to you. Oh, sorry, mate. And I looked sorry, up Lou. and I seen like her going, ah, and then going like, <laughs> the Get in. Get in. <laughs> she's probably shit like that. It's funny. It didn't as long go- as she wasn't injured. Yeah, it's just fine. Okay, then get in. 
So anyway, to, to round this this uh, bonanza off, we're going to talk about some of our favourite movies, TVs, TVs, TV shows, and games of twenty seventeen. Yes. Now, as we said in the first episode, it's not of produced in twenty seventeen. It's no, because that would be that would be stupid. It would be a headache, wouldn't it, for everyone? It's, it's just what we've what we've enjoyed over the year. Yes. So, um, I would recommend anyone who gives a fuck about our opinion. To get a piece of paper uh-huh. and a pen, yeah, and just you know write them down and get involved. Yeah, give them a go. Why not? You've mm. got loads of free time. You listen to a fucking podcast. You must have loads of yeah, free time. Yeah, if you listen to this, you must have time to kill. Shall we start with movies then? Yes, movies okay. are good. Ross, so you kick, you kick off. So it was movies was the top ten. Yeah. Can I just say actually this this one was the category that made me feel the most embarrassed because I honestly couldn't think of five movies. Five, five movies. Well, I've done ten. <laughs> I thought it was only five. No, it's oh. ten movies. Okay, I couldn't really think of of enough to use. I've got I've got a couple, but it made us realise how many how many I need to actually start watching more stuff. Cool. Well, <laughs> just slightly I, embarrassing. <laughs> but that's a you know positive that maybe it's going forward. You can try and find time because I've noticed if you like if you force yourself to do something like week on a weekly basis, yeah, that. Uh, that kind of it's a good thing because you can set aside to to play a game or mm-hmm. to watch something or listen to some music, and that way you can experience stuff that you might not have if you mm-hmm. just you know just turn on the TV and watching the soaps or something. Uh-huh. I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just saying no, no. in general. Plus, by the way, this stuff is a fucking killer. Uh-huh. It's this alcohol a anyway. Of milk. So, well, on a well, I'll drink your milk. Before I get so drunk that I can't talk. <laughs> so, first one's the movies. So, Tom, I assume you've done a top five then? No. Three. Three. Not even a top three. It's just three films I can think of. Oh, well, that's still... Yeah. It's in no order. These are me ten films I would recommend anyone checking out that I've checked out. Uh-huh. So, recommendation. First one up, Mother. Okay. By uh, Darren Aronofsky, who done uh, Pie, Black Swan, and The Wrestler. Is that the horror film? It's it straddles je- uh, genres. It's a bit of everything, really. Yeah. It's a funny movie because you can't really take against it. Okay. But me and Louise, who, I mean, I mentioned her a lot in this episode. She is does, she here? Yeah. <laughs> she does not have the same sort of taste in movies as me. Uh-huh. Like, I like quite a lot of out there stuff. And um, we went to see it at the cinema. And afterwards, you know that feeling where you've seen something and you walk out of a cinema and the whole world just feels weird? Yeah. Um, it did after that. Where it goes, the storyline, it's just... You, I hear... I know you don't like this it's got to be seen kind of thing uh-huh. but it it's just a, an unusual movie early on it might test your patience but if you can go with it it's got some imagery and some camera techniques that are just amazing mm. it's it's a very it can be a frustrating film but I, f- I felt like I got enough from it right and I'm glad I seen it on the big screen and I had a good time seeing cool. it. Excellent. Will I see him in a second? Film? Yeah, go for it. So Dunkirk, I mentioned oh, that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Again, I watched that on the big screen. I'm so glad I did. Christopher Nolan's like um, war movie, which isn't really a war movie. It's 
it's an unusual way of telling a storyline where it's based on three timelines mm-hmm. and the imagery and the the lack of computer graphics make it so memorable. Mm-hmm. There's there's boats used in that film that were used in the original. Really? Yeah, and because of that, it has a kind of authenticity that perhaps other stuff might not have. Right. A few negative points to the film is the dialogues. It's very min- minimal, but some of the dialogues terrible. Right. Really bad. But the imagery, and as I says after. I'd seen it. I don't like Hans Zimmer's yeah, um, score. Yeah. Score, especially when you've got like you've got the, you know, you've got the original boats and planes mm. and the sounds of the engines, the sounds of bullets going through steel. It's so visceral. You don't need mm. Hans Zimmer just <laughs> over the top of it. You gonna check before? Um, I, I, I'm a bit. I'm embarrassed by the ones that I'm gonna talk about. To be honest, one of them, uh, not so much. Actually, the other one, but one of them was Spider-Man: Homecoming. Right? Yeah. I've never seen Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, but I, I was a massive fan of Spider-Man. Mm. Have they finally done him justice? It was a good movie. It was a decent, a decent superhero origin. Well, it wasn't even an origin story. It was just obviously getting him into the Marvel universe, so he's yeah. going to be available to be cast in. The upcoming Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. It was it was worth a deeks. Uh, worth a deeks. Yeah, worth a deeks. It had like a bit of fucking Iron Man in there as well and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, Robert Downey Jr. But uh, Spider Man's like probably my favorite of all of them superheroes. So I always enjoy a Spider Man film. He was uh, growing up. He was my favorite um, superhero. And mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. I was telling. Was telling someone. I think I was telling Christian. First ever cinema experience. I want to see the first Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the one with um, the uh, one by Sam Raimi, yeah, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I'm talking about there's these two god awful seventies movies really? were made, and they're shockingly bad. Captain America as well. There was a Captain America film or TV show back then as well. Was it uh, awesome? The Spider Man was so bad, uh, it was shocking. So uh, my third film. Like I mentioned, it's on Netflix, and I know you're a Netflix user. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Son of Saul. All right. And Son of Saul is like it's set in the concentration camps. Oh Christ! Nineteen forty-four, I think it's based. And uh, there's certain prisoners in the concentration camps that were tasked with like disposal of the body, like trying to like um, pretend to the other people who were coming in that they were going to survive. Right. Watch them get gassed, and then. You know, getting oh. rid of the equipment, getting rid of them. Uh-huh. It's really grim. It sets around a kind of fantasy element. It's got more to it than just that. But the thing about it is, Saul, it's a foreign language movie, and Saul, he, he's in every scene. So it's from behind his head, or he's there all the time. And halfway through the film, I just felt exhausted by it. But uh-huh. it's so like it's so well done, and I mean it's horrible to say, but like if you put something like Schindler's List on, it's so like saccharine. Mm. It's so trying to tug at your emotions. Son of Saul just shows what's happening in the background, and it's just it happens, it happens, it happens, and it's fucking. 
it's just it drains you. But mm-hmm. our, our thought was cinematically a really good movie. Right. I watched Network, so that's my fourth one. Network is a film from 1976 mm-hmm. by Cindy uh, Sydney Lumet, who done Twelve Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon. Right. It's a movie that I w- I should have seen earlier. It's about um, the use of TV and ratings and everything. If you watch it, you'll you'll probably see scenes in it that you've heard the dialogue in a song or in a clip or something. There's a one particular Black Mirror episode that totally like uses it as a kind of um as a launching board. Right. And it's as relevant now as it was relevant then. Right. It's it's a really good movie. And cool. that's on Netflix as well. Oh cool. Lots of recommendations here, guys. <laughs> I'll bang in one here that I just saw two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, another Marvel film. So whatever, watch his fucking superhero films. There's a connection with Thor Ragnarok that I'll get to in a bit. Excellent. Now, this was a stunning looking film. Really was stunning. And I thought it was, I mean, everyone's been saying it, but it's one of the funniest films of the year. It was really, really fucking funny. It was, uh, uh, what's he called? Ta- Taiki Wakaka? Uh, Wakiki. Wakiki. Uh, he, he actually plays one of the characters who's one of the funniest characters, Korg. One of the funniest mm. characters in any of the Marvel films. It's ooh, possibly my favourite film from that universe or from the, the Marvel cinematic Is it, universe. Based really on um, Planet Hulk, because I watched Planet Hulk. Aye. Now, the cartoon version. Yeah. On the a lot of recommendation that. of somebody. Uh-huh. And the cartoon version, I wasn't really. Mm. No, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about him. Well, it's not all about him, but it, he plays a big part in his like glad- gladiatorial gear and stuff. Yeah, that yeah feels like it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great that they've incorporated that that story into that universe now. But the one thing I'll say is I saw the the trailer for for Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and it completely ruined that whole thing. If I'd watched that film not knowing that Th- that Hulk was going to be in it, mm-hmm. it would have been ten times better. I but see. because I I knew that was coming up because I'd seen the trailer, mm-hmm. I just thought. Oh, it's a shame. I wish I'd not known that was going to happen. It's the same with uh, Star Wars and that. I actually... I haven't watched the trailer for that, yeah. Me neither. Do you remember that big spoiler I saw? Remember when Force Awakens was completely ruined for us? Yeah. With the big, massive spoiler on Reddit. I haven't watched any trailers for the new film. So, when we went to the cinema the other day, I actually went out and stood in the hallway and said to Kelly, Texas... When awesome. All the, cin- all the trailers are You've finished. always said that you were going to do that, but mm. the balls do it. That's yeah. good. So she said, oh, quick, come in now. And I ran in and, well, walked in. Really fucking dark. Suavely. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed... Jeff Goldblum was fantastic in that, in, in Ragnarok as well. Oh, Jeff really, Goldblum. Really, really, like... He's just so fucking... So good. I've not watched the trailer for it, but there's... Um... The new reboot of um, Jurassic Park. Oh, God, I think yeah. he's going to be in it though. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he's mm-hmm. there's always if he's in a movie, uh-huh. there's some something gonna, to be had. It's going to be decent. The connection with what you've just been talking about is Taki Wahidi. Uh-huh. He directed um, what we do in the shadows. Oh yes, yeah, he directed it, did he? Because I was asking Kelly, I was saying, is he is he connected to that? Because he's obviously connected with all of those guys. So yeah, that's good. Is he he's in it as well, isn't he? 
he plays a part in what we do in the shadows I, think. I can't remember but the movie from my list that I would recommend and I heard that in Buxton podcast big enough it's ah, Hunt for the Wilder People it's, yeah, I added it to my list after what listening to the Kathy Berg episode it's on a, it's on Netflix I went through a period and there's a few that I'm gonna I think it was Network Hunt for the Wilder People and another one I mentioned that I watched three off the bat or even four off the bat and I was like I'm on a hell of a roll here. Like, <laughs> Hunt for the Wilder People. It's it's quite. There's some acting that doesn't quite work, but honestly, it's such a good feel good movie. Yeah, and um, Sam Neill as well. Sam yeah. Neill is so good in it. Mm. He, he's good. I think Sam Neill is just. He's like. He's one of them guys that he, he can't really do a lot mm. of wrong for me. I but really he's, he's in that. Ragnarok. Is he? Yeah, very, very small role, but he's in it. Oh, uh, class. Uh, that when they, I was listening to uh, that same podcast with Kathy Burke, I straight away added that uh, Hunt for the Will of People in my, on my Netflix list. Yeah, and I well, said to Kelly, we need to watch it because it's him. He's a director. Honestly, you'll have like, it's, it's not even, you know, it's one of those films that it's not hard to watch it. You put it on in like after five or six minutes, you know you're with it and mm-hmm. it's like, I will say this is a is another side. If after five or six minutes you're not enjoying it, you pro- it's probably not going to be for you. Mm-hmm. So it's that tone. It's got something. It's class. Mm. The next film I watched, I remember after watching that was the Nice Guys. It's Shane Black. It's a, like a 1970s heist movie, and it's got uh, Crow and Ryan Gosling in, okay. and it's just like a kind of comedy. Where not all the jokes land, but it's got like a kind of nice vibe to mm-hmm. it. And I just really like Ryan Gosling. Russell Crowe, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah Russell Crowe. Yeah. I really like Ryan Gosling as yeah. an actor. And he does a lot of slapstick in it where you don't think he was capable of that sort of thing. He's actually like comes across as... Really, have you seen any interviews with him and uh, Harrison Ford for the Blade Runner? Yeah, they seem like they had a kind of father-son type of like there relationship. A bit on, I think it was a Graham Norton show when he was um, getting interviewed, and Harrison Ford deliberately forgot, like pretended to forget Ryan Gosling's name, so he kind of turns to him. And, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, is it? It's really fucking funny. I think he's got quite a like a, a cutting sense of humor, Harrison Ford. I think he'd be a canny dickhead as well, like, but. I think if you've got that sort of pedigree, you can probably afford to be. Harrison Ford, right? I, I've lo- watched a few films where he's playing a character where he's too old for it. Mm. And recently I watched Cowboys vs. Aliens, which wasn't a very good He's in that? Yeah, it wasn't That's a very Hugh good Jackman. film. No, it's... Um, Viggo Mortensen. The James Bond, what's he called? Oh, shit, of course. Uh, Daniel... Radcliffe. No. That's Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Daniel... Daniel? It is Daniel, I'm sure it is. Baldwin. Daniel Bond. Anyway. The name's Bond. Daniel Bond. In that film, (laughs) he plays a bit of a dick, Harrison Uh, Ford. Right. And an old, like he's an old bloke in it. And he was really good in it. Really, really good. Last one I'll name off this page. Anthropoid. It's on Netflix again. Yeah. It's a film, it's about the war. Operation Anthropoid, it was a real thing that happened during the Second World War to try and kill this Nazi leader. It's really good. It's got, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name now. That guy from uh Blinders and stuff. Oh, Cillian Murphy. Yeah, it's got him in Love it. Love him, yeah. The end is 
because you know it's a real story is really powerful right. I would say check that out as well that's just reminding me of two other films that I have watched that I've completely forgot about that I've mm. borrowed of me father on blu-ray yeah let's see if I can remember the names one was now it was starring Benedict Cumberbatch and it was about was it called The Enigma the Enigma imitation Machine. game yes imitation game thank you I, I watched that that, that yeah. was fantastic oh, I really right. enjoyed that yeah and the other one was starring Tom Hanks and he you know the guy from the Neil film Potter. we talked about before <laughs> Anthropoid no the one you talked about before with the all the, the beach land and stuff Dunkirk yeah you know the guy who who Cillian Murphy I've not seen the film Bridge of Spies is he Bridget, yes, well done, yes, brilliant. I know who you mean. From yes, him. he the, played the, the BFG game. as well. Ah, oh, really? He's, well, the he's voice. fucking fantastic. He, him. He's a fantastic yeah, actor. Yeah, he's a good actor, yeah. But I watched that as well on Blu ray, and that again was another really good film. I enjoyed that. I didn't quite get away with Bridge of Spies, and I thought the end was so saccharine. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it? It was like uh, sappy fucking death. Well, it was kind of like, wait, wait. Just wait for the time. Is he here? I just uh, meant that... Uh, actually, well, it was, it was deliberately dramatic. Uh, it was deliberately over the that's top. That's Spielberg, though. I feel he's yeah. a dinosaur from a different generation. It, where it's like... I'm not sure if like, some of these tropes are transferable to mm. modern cinema. Where it's Tom Hanks, though, isn't it? I love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is class. Uh, there's, a, yeah. there's another film actually on Netflix called The Circle with Tom Hanks. And have you seen that? I'm intrigued by that. I, I am. There's another one on... Where there's another Tom Hanks movie that's on our list, and mm. I know it's not even that good, but I just think it's got Tom Hanks in. I could <laughs> yeah. probably watch it them. and not be like, because uh-huh. I'm so fucking picky. Uh-huh. If I, I watch films on, there was a movie I watched recently. It's a Netflix Netflix original. Um, yeah, it's that one about that giant pig. What? Oh, okra or something. Okra. I yeah. absolutely despise that. Really? And then, yeah, I watched every. I watched all of it. Mm. And there's people in it that I really like and respect. Mm. In all through, I was like, I was restless. I was just like, Ugh. there was another film I watched actually just just last week. Saying I haven't watched that many films I actually have, but I just can't fucking remember. Mm-hmm. The one I watched on Netflix the other week called Shit. Shit. Was that called Circle or Ring or something like that? It was about fifty people who wake up in this room. And they're getting picked off one oh, at a time. Was it a party? And someone mentioned this. Yeah, they they get all getting picked off one at a time. Is it good? Yeah, it's worth it's worth a deeks. It's um, it was quite indie. I think a quite low budget sort of thing. So they don't have that much. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, but as a story, I quite like the ending. Yeah, I thought the ending was pretty pretty cool. But I wouldn't kind of expect like anything major. It's just one of those. It's I would put it in the same boxes. Maybe Spy. Is that what that one was called? Or what was that time travel one called? Looper. Not Looper. It's like a really low budget time travel one. Uh, Prime. Primus. Prime. What was that? Prime. Or Primer. Primer. Yeah. I would put it in that sort of. Not I'm necessarily not time travel, but that kind of low budget sort of. Mm-hmm. But kind of like makes you think, oh, wow, that's a good story. I also watched this other one, actually. Hey, <laughs> it's all coming out now called Ark on Netflix, starring mm. Robbie Amell. And that was a time travel one where mm. it was kind of like a Groundhog Day where he keeps living the same moment over and over again. That was pretty cool, actually. Good, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't very long. Maybe it was an hour and a half of that. <laughs> That's not the redeeming feature, but it was. Oh, I did actually enjoy that because I love anything time travel, though. I really do. 
Yeah. If you put a fucking time travel trope in there, I'm just you've got us That's, straight away. You suck up on. I'm a fucking sucker for time travel, especially someone living the same moment over and over again. I'm just like fucking reads. Well, there's a class. Uh, it I think it's a Twilight Zone one, but it's the you know the '80s ones, mm-hmm. and it's got Clarence Bodega, that guy in. Uh-huh. You know, we've had this conversation before. The guy from the that '70s show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does it hurt? I know he doesn't say. He that, has but. to live the same day over and over again. Have you seen that one where she's she can stop time? The Twilight Zone. I think it's either Twilight Zone or the limits where she can stop time and she, uh these people knocking a door about I, campaigning I for the arm, the nuclear weapons and stuff like that. That's the best one of that it's series. Fucking horrendous. The end bit oh. with that. The, the yeah she finds a pocket watch doesn't she yeah and that's she, what it's, it's been like Bernard's watch yeah but I'd yeah really that like, is I just need brilliant. time to myself yeah and then she stops it at the end oh. and something happens no it's no spoiler but wow yeah no is... spoiler of this underscript kind of thing <laughs> but that God. is really fucking powerful listeners we're getting very loose now yeah loose and ready so the final three films I'm going to reel it back and just blast through these so mm-hmm. we can get the films finished right oh there's another film <laughs> Sorry. Go no, on. I like that. I like. <laughs> oh, I do have one more, but I'll see them after you've done your Okay. Three. Um. So the final three is the gift. Yes. It's a tight little shocker with um Jason Bateman in. It's got like a little twist to it. It's on Netflix. Okay, right. Yeah. You should check that out. Skeleton Twins. It's on Netflix. Have you got Netflix? Have you? <laughs> Skeleton Twins is a funny film. It's um, it's a movie that it really hit me uh-huh. like. What's it called, sorry? Skeleton Twins. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. There's... With uh, Kirsten... Not Kirsten. It's Thingy Hader. Yeah. Bill Hader and her from all the films. Yes. Which I the think she's... What's she called? She's, she's fantastic. Funny. She's so she's, funny. The, she's the, in the Bridesmaids and shit like that. The thing that hit me about Skeleton Twins is the, like, the twins and the lad, he's like... I think he's gay. Yeah, he's gay and he's suffering with depression and stuff like that but the thing that hit me with was the relationship of the the sister and the brother it just felt so real uh-huh. it felt like how I feel with like my sister it right, was just okay. like so and because of that the things that happened in the movie had a bit more like uh, emotional impact because uh-huh. I was like I totally agree with their characters right. and later on I think you meet a fam like a parent and although I don't have that personal experience of that trait mm-hmm. with a family parent, I still felt that was really real. It, it it had a kind of weight to it that it was funny in places, but it was also like... It was one of those indie movies where it, it just worked right. on a lot of levels. In the last film of my top ten, it's an old one, but I put it on DVD and I finally got around to watching it. It's another Ryan Gosling movie, mm-hmm. and it's... a. Uh, Place Beyond the Pines. I finally oh, got right. around to watching that. Okay. And, I mean, it's it's fucking it's epic, really. Okay. The cinema cinematography, the storytelling, it's just a massive canvas. Sometimes it feels, mm. sometimes it's a bit baggy, but all in all, it's really good. And that's my films of the year. And I'll tell you something. I've really been enjoying Netflix because yeah. it's got us to sit down and enjoy some of these. Films that I might have found, like it might have been hard to get, mm. really. The only other one I want to mention is Threads, that I finally watched. 
Yeah. That was after I posted something in the fellowship and Christian replied with threads. And until that point, I had, I had no idea what it was. Well, was, I, I told you, you a bad experience I had when I was you, watching uh, threads. You said you had to turn it off because you couldn't keep watching it because you were uh, yeah, I was, not in a good place. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, it's funny because later on in this text, we we'll talk, I mean, Terry, how we, we'd had a lot... Fred's is about, like, nuclear war yeah, in the 80s. In Sheffield. And, and when I was at school, we had a lot of um, classes about, like, duck and cover almost, and it felt like it was everywhere. Yeah. And to watch that film, it was kind of hard. It was really, really intense. Like, it was, it was horrific, absolutely horrific. I would recommend watching it just because it's 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 actually really well done. It's really well produced, and it's. I mean, it's the budget must have been massive, obviously. Mm. So some of the effects and stuff and the makeup maybe isn't that great, but even that though, it's still really. It feels real. Do you know the bad effects and stuff? They they make me nervous, so because they yeah. remind me of the info, like. All oh, right. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm making a lot of this up, but it just felt like that's what it was like, and. Me growing up in the 80s. Mm. I was on this podcast before where I was introduced to AIDS. Mm. The, the iceberg. Yeah, the iceberg. That was everywhere. And also nuclear fucking annihilation. Yeah. That's what the 80s... You know, I watch uh, Stranger Things and I love it. Uh-huh. I love the kind of remember Barry's feeling of the 80s. But I also remember how I was terrified of being like annihilated by a nuclear bomb yeah. but then also getting I don't know a, a black iceberg f- doing something to us I don't mm. know why I, <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to do but I knew I needed a condom <laughs> a condom <laughs> oh mom I need some condoms no you don't son but that was horrific I would I would, I would, like I say I'd recommend anyone watch it uh, but it's really heavy hitting so if you don't think you can handle it then you probably can't yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. But I still think you should push yourself. If you think you might be able to handle it, then push yourself. Because it was, it was intense, but it wasn't as bad as some people were making out. Like, mm. there was some comments I was that I, I was reading saying, like, oh, God, it's the worst thing I've seen. I was like, yeah, it was... I wasn't too distraught by it. But it was like... I think with things that are going on with fucking North Korea and stuff at the minute, it's still quite scary. I, I'm a... I respect you watch that, like... Uh, Thanks, it, mate, yeah. Well, it's... It's not like as in, oh, it's a fucking badge of honour. I just mean it's quite a tough sell because it's like an 80s British movie yeah. done on a low budget about a subject that's not quite like... It's not Christmassy because no. it's a Christmas <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. to the TV stuff that we've watched, yeah? Yep. TV shows, etc. How many have you got? I've got five. Yay! you got five games as well? Yes. Yay! So, the first one, I would say, boring one, but Game of Thrones 7. Okay. Season 7. Things are getting to the point where 
it was moving a bit fast mm-hmm. and I wish it would take its time more but god I love Game of Thrones uh-huh. so much that I started playing the Telltale games oh, that yeah. I got free uh-huh. they're not very good are they yeah. <laughs> I haven't played any of them have you not played any no everyone goes the on Batman about the Walking Dead shit. yeah and technically I think, sorry I'm sorry. totally totally wrong I have played the Walking Dead one oh, some of the Walking Dead yeah how much did you play them I didn't finish the full first season mm. and then the second season came out and I've got the the Wolf Among Us as well I've got that one That's, that was free at some point but um, I haven't finished any of them. The Batman one was apparently not great, I don't think. It was a Batman one. And there's a Tales of the Borderlands as well, actually, I've got that. Well, I got... I, I got ge- Tales of the Borderland was free on PSN. Yeah, it was But after Xbox. playing the Game of Thrones one, I deleted Tales from the Borderland. Oh, now, right. before... Well, it's... The reason being is I realised that I love Game of Thrones loads, so I'll probably play the Game of Thrones... One, but I will not play Tales from the Borderland because I don't have that investment in the whole like story and characters and stuff. The thing, the problem I have with the uh, the Telltale games is I don't know how much like how much does your decisions have, like yeah, yeah. I think it's still quite linear, isn't it? It feels like it feels like you have three choices. Uh-huh. But anyway, the series I thought was amazing. There was one or two bits in it where I, I had to watch the next day. And I had it, and I know people are going to think, what a fucking nerd. I had a Game of Thrones dream as well. <laughs> <laughs> where it, I dreamed it, where it would end. Did it include Daenerys? No, it, I, I, I'm not really. Like, Daenerys, I would. Daenerys is on there. Uh-huh. But uh, there's some other ones that are like. The Red Witch, Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's married to Guy Pierce, apparently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In real realities? Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Lovely, sexy woman. I've got, a f- I've got more than five that I'm not going to uh, linger on. I mean, there's loads of, loads of TV series that I watch, like Walking Dead, mm. Arrow, Flash. You're still with The Walking Dead, are Yeah, you? mate. Still honestly, it's just fucking stupid now. <laughs> yeah, it's mate. It's just... <laughs> It's it's really irritating now. Like it, it, they've lost their way completely. It's all about like the amount of ammo that they seem to think they've got, and they're just unloading like clip after clip of ammo on different. It's like fucking hell, man. Do you remember? It's about zombies, you know. The drugs <laughs> about zombies. Uh, it's just daft. But there's then all the Kelly stuff that she likes, like Arrow and Flash and DC mm-hmm. uh, Legends tomorrow and stuff that we get through. Can I ask you? Have you tried watching Punisher yet? No, I haven't started that yet. Okay. There's also we haven't even watched Stranger Things series two yet. Have you not? I've yeah. just finished it. We tried watching it as um, a group, mm-hmm. and it was really good. I enjoyed it, but that stopped. Mm. So I would like to have a discussion about um, Stranger Things, but only when you watched it. Okay, cool. One that I've enjoyed, which is quite a popular one, Rick and Morty. Like it's I, on the list, yeah, definitely. It's just it's some of the best writing. I've seen in a long time it's one of the best cartoons I think the latest series that's what gone, I put there the best animation I've seen in yeah, a long time yeah. they've gone way over the top with some of the, the gore in the, the latest series like you know, that Pickle Rick episode was fucking ridiculous you, like you, ridiculously good 
I'm, I'm not a real big fan of slapstick, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big fan of like long-winded fight scenes. But Rick and Morty makes it work it's because so it has these weird like ideas when he's having a fight. Yeah, that just makes them so funny. When I put uh, so it's in my top five, Rick and Morty. So I'll touch on it when we're talking about it. But I, I said all of them. So, so I've watched all like all three seasons yeah, this this, yeah. this year. I haven't watched all of season three yet, but I've watched all of them so far this it was been in 2017 and then I've been watching them great I just think it's it's so it's, it's one of the best like animated but also just one of the best TV shows for a while like like I say the writing is it's so funny but intelligent as well yeah. and smart it's and a good level that yeah I mean it has like crude jokes in it but at the same time it's it is so clever brilliant. like absolutely brilliant it's it's like I don't know if you would agree whether you think that South Park still holds the crown, uh, uh, it's but it's chasing it like it's 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 got to be careful. I had this conversation with Christian. I was like saying the the new season of South Park. I've watched it and I've enjoyed it, but but gone are the days where I'm literally like on the floor laughing with it. Yeah, I've got two more episodes of South Park to watch, which I haven't had a chance to watch prior to the podcast. Rick and Morty, as Christian said, is a different beast. It's a different idea. It's going right. for a different like South Park's more like topical and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Political movies. Uh, yeah, pl- yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's hard because Rick and Morty feels so fresh, but mm. that's just because it's just a young, it's a young show. Yeah, I hope it doesn't like outstay its welcome. That's mm. all I hope because. When something outstays is welcome, you never seem to remember the good times, do you? You're yeah. just like, oh, exactly. I remember when I got shit. Uh, the next one I want to mention is Legion, or I've mentioned before on this I still want to check that podcast. out, yeah. It's fantastic. It was, I've, I talked about it quite a bit last time, so I don't want to go over the top of it, but mm-hmm. it was just one of the best-looking TV shows, like cinematography, cinematography-wise. Yeah. It was just fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. It's again, it's like a superhero sort of thing. Mm. Atlanta as well is one that I've touched upon quite a few times uh, with Donald Glover. How did you watch Atlanta? I think I recorded it from like Fox. Ah, uh, because I Fox. can't get it on Netflix because nah, I tried on, looking for it. It was on like normal, well, it's normal telly as it can be these days. Mm. It was on the Fox man. channel. With uh, Virgin, because yep. I don't know. <laughs> what about Glow as well? Yeah, it didn't make me top five, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, that, I would put that in my top five for sure. I thought that was fantastic. See, another one I found hard to like admit was Ozark. I found uh, Ozark. That's next, my next one as well. Ozark and Glow were like they were in there, uh-huh. and I think they're brilliant. It just they didn't quite make me me top five, but mm-hmm. still really good, satisfying, funny. Like when you're watching them, you could. It's a classic binge-worthy TV. Yeah. But binge-worthy, not in the sense where it's throwaway, disposable and boring. No. It's just like, Addictive let's watch is. another one, let's watch another one, because mm. it's really, really good. I love both those, Ark and, and Glow. Like, I thought they were fantastic. Well, the one I picked over Ozark was Mindhunter. Ah. Just because I'm I thought... Very interested by that. It... It had a bit more. It stuck with us more a bit mm-hmm. than Ozark because I really liked Ozark, but afterwards, I don't think about it a lot. Mm. But Mindhunter, it's got like a kind of um, 
So it's like a serial killer. It's about the FBI learning how to categorize serial killers and just um, You're profiling and stuff. Yeah, profiling the beginning of a team, like who goes to interview these people. And it's weird because one of the early, um, so there's there's someone to go and interview. He's called Edmund Kemper. I'm sure he's on that uh, one of those. Yeah, top trumps. Top trumps. If you look at the portrayal in the show, and then you look at on YouTube what he's like in real life, mm-hmm. like from back in the day, it's spooky. Like mm. some of the dialogues a bit clunky, but some of the cinema, cinematography is amazing. Mm. Like there's a travel montage in one of them that's just fucking lush. It's mm. just like them getting on planes and just travelling around. It's in, set in the 1970s and it's just... I really liked it. Mm. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Like, But I really liked Ozark as well, so it's, it's a tough call. Uh, Anglo, that, they were all good. Me last one is Better Call Saul, uh, season yeah, three. Yeah, cool. For me, I didn't really like season two that much, but season three came back. Amazing, funny, roller coaster, like... I cared for the characters. Yeah. It was just good. I'm not sure if I'm up to... I don't know if I got to season three or if I'm still on season two. I think I might still be on season two. Mm-hmm. But I've watched some of that this series, uh, this this year and I loved it as well. It's just nice to have more of that, that sort of Vince Gilligan universe. Yeah, yeah. Like, just... It'd be interesting to see what he does next. I suppose, like, if he does something else within that universe or something completely new, I don't know. I I wonder how long uh, Better Call Saul will go for because um, it's five series for uh, what's his name wasn't it for Breaking Bad Breaking Bad yeah just as long as like like you say with everything as long as it doesn't stay out stay it's welcome mm-hmm. the only other one I mentioned is this Trump documentary I was watching Donald Trump on Channel Four I believe it was right yeah Trump it was um, an American Dream I think it was called mm-hmm. which was just quite fascinating to see him it was him from his youth learning from his father in the real estate industry and stuff and just the mistakes he's made and the ultimate sort of inauguration. It was really quite interesting to watch. All right, I recommend cool. if you get that in all four, maybe it'd be worth a watch. Well, Christmas alert, he appears in Home Alone too, doesn't he? He does, yeah, he does. In a scene where he walks into some fucking hotel, the uh-huh. hotel, I guess, and yeah. they just have a double take. That's right. The only other thing I want to talk about on TV shows is stuff that's coming up. Right, yeah. There's a Lord of the Ring TV series that's going to be yeah. on Amazon. I'm not sure about that, though. It just says, Set in Middle-earth, the television adaptation will explore new storylines preceding J.R.R. Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Ring. So it's stuff before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deal includes a potential additional spin-off series. So it's more of a Silmarillion TV show which because I've, I've never read the Silmarillion I've got it there but apparently that tells like some stories have you looked scene. at it? Huh? have you looked at bits of it though? isn't it just like lists of names yeah. and stuff like that for like pages and pages no I can't be fucked with that that's why I've never read it because I think Cy read it and he said like no thanks you also said that the HBO are doing The Wheel of Time yeah uh, I've seen that and I did try that as an audio book the first one and there's loads of them mm-hmm. and I mean as a cynical well not as a cynical just as me looking in I know what's happening or I feel like I know what's happening but like Game of Thrones is massive it's fucking huge let's try and copy off it yeah. let's try and pump something else out mm. I don't actually have a problem that's fine 
but you've got to pick the right material I, I feel and it's funny both of them are in my humble opinion and I might be proven wrong and I hope I am I feel both of them are wrong I feel the um, Lord of the Rings one's wrong mm. for the sense that it's too familiar mm. and it's I feel Game of Thrones in my eyes is made Lord of the Rings kind of defunct yeah it's made it too babyish yeah I agree I mean I, do, I don't like Harry Potter and now I'm feeling like I don't like Lord of the Rings as well because the they seem like they're an extension. Yeah. Like very childish. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame because when I got into Lord of the Rings, I didn't feel like it was childish. Mm-hmm. I feel like the advancement of time and like Game of Thrones being so adult, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that's how I feel about that universe anyway. And the Wheel of Time, man, it goes on for fucking ever. Yeah. Have you got the budget, the time, the patience for all of that? I don't know. One thing I would love to see them make a TV series of is a Discworld, Discworld universe. You know Terry well, Pratchett. They tried that going postal, and I I know that's not Discworld, but they tried the going postal like miniseries on right. Sky, and I'd I'd listened to the audiobook and I tried watching it, and it suffered from that kind of like it felt like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, fuck that then. Well, it's hard to get it right. That's the problem. That's the genius of Game of Thrones, I feel. Mm. People can slag it off if they don't like it. It's fine. I don't mind. But there's something about that show that just fucking gels with me. Like, yeah. It gets everything right. And there's just enough boobies in it. <laughs> Still I'm some fact that Wow.
To end it, lads and lasses, the final one, Warner Games. Ooh, this is what bread and butter, isn't it? It's what bread and butter, but we've only picked five. Oh, so it's more like the bread and maybe margarine. <laughs> Could be the um, posh spread, I guess. Yeah, like pate. Yeah, pate. Yeah, what Christmas? This pate is Christmassy, isn't it? Do you like duck pate? Tenuous. Chicken, but... chicken pate, or I do. Yeah. Okay. I'll, Tasty. I'll get you some then. Thanks very much. So we'll blast through these just to end it. In, by the way, at the end of all this, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so these are not Christmassy in the slightest. Right. <laughs> so the um, top five I picked of games I finished this year. Mm-hmm. Hotline Miami ah, 2. Right, yeah. I went through that, finally finished the it. The second one? The second one. All oh, right, okay. Did, you, did I have a go over the first one at yours? I think you might have, yeah. I thought the second one, perhaps... Perhaps... It was a bit... It had some fucking bits that were, like, really, really difficult. Mm. But, my God. Atmosphere, sound, music, amazing. Top notch. Boom. (laughs) I mean, for me, obviously, stacks surpassed them all. I thought so. That was the best one of them all. Uh, And Blood Runner. As well, of course, we played oh, that. Yeah. I we played that, that this year. Was that you this? finished Bloodrunner? I did. Yeah, with uh, obviously at Nylor's wonderful uh, game, Unravel. That was great. I really, really enjoyed Unravel. It was a, a beautiful, uh, quaint story. Oh, it nice! Yeah, genuinely filled me with emotion. Mm-hmm. That was a wonderful platform. I recommend. Everyone has a blast of that. It'll probably be free at some point, or just buy it. I think I got it on sale for like a couple of quid. It was great. Awesome. Wolfenstein New Order. Mm-hmm. So I got that cheap. It's old now because the second one's out. Colossus. Yeah, I've heard that's pretty good. So yeah. uh, I will be getting it. Mm-hmm. It was just basically a great story. Mm-hmm. Goofy as fuck. Yeah. But good single player. Single player uh, first person shoot them up. They're rare nowadays, know, aren't they? And that's what that was. Monetized. It, it didn't have any multiplayer at all. No. And for that, I'll take my hat to it. I've got to say that I've played a lot of Rocket League and Rainbow Six Siege, so they've got to go sort of join together. They're like my two staple games that I flick go between. Go back to, yeah. Ro- I just think Rainbow Six Siege, it's, it's just got another, up, another big DLC update a couple of days ago, which has just got loads of fantastic content. Mm-hmm. Rainbow uh, Rocket League has always been updated with different things, and it's just such a fucking playable game. It's just, it's the most playable, replayable game I've ever played. It's just, it's perfect. Class, yeah. Fucking love Rocket League. And I go through stages of being class at it and then just being absolutely terrible at it. Like, one game I can just dominate, and then the next game immediately afterwards I'll just be shit. Yeah. Which is fine because it's like you learn from other players their te- techniques and tactics, but I fucking love that game. Both of them, I think, are just brilliant. They're tied kind of thing. Yeah, yeah too, they're tied, definitely. If we're talking about going back and playing multiplayer stuff, I've, I've got... I finished Battlefield 1's single player. Yes. And it was pretty... Balls. Yeah, but the multiplayer. And my the hook I've been stuck on now is I've noticed assignments on that game where... Um, each character class has these certain things they've got to build towards yeah. to unlock these just this bullshit things you can like put on. <laughs> but I, I've now went down the rabbit hole of wanting to unlock all them. Uh, 
I've noticed one. You, I think you've got to buy DLC for, and I think I, I think I might actually buy the DLC okay. because I am so addicted to like it started at, for instance, support class. One of the extra things he has on it, mortar. Mm-hmm. I need to get ten kills with a mortar. Satisfying moment, getting a mortar and knowing a little bottleneck, yeah, firing it down there, kill it, uh, get them ten kills right there, checked off. I can get that. Laying mines mm-hmm. with the fucking assault, being a total bastard baba, putting them right down at the fucking start of mm-hmm. like uh, where the enemy spawns, knowing that when you die they're still there. Yeah, sitting, bumming around, ten minutes down the line, seeing this fucking multi kill that comes up there because you've laid them bombs down. Time, yeah, I love it. I am totally addicted to Battlefield One at the minute, yeah. and I am going back to it all the time. Well, I put. BF1 on me on my list. I haven't played that much of it, but when I do play it, I enjoy it so much that I had to put it on there. Yeah. Not necessarily as one of the top five, but just as an honourable mention. Mm-hmm. Along with Rainbow Six Siege and, and Rocket League as well, I'd say. Um I've put speedrunners on there as well because I did play it for a few weeks and really fucking enjoyed it. I thought awesome, that was a yeah. great game. It's just kind of went under the radar, I think, of a lot of people. I talked about it a few episodes ago and it's just it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun, really well. Like the graphically, it's really, really pleasing and really slick. Yeah. I also mentioned Evolve again, another uh, honourable mention that I played a bit of that I thought played really well. And it's just a shame that it wasn't managed better, I think. It's another one that kind of died that maybe shouldn't have done. It should have got more more praise, I think, because it's a great concept. Just a shame. No, it's a shame, yeah. And the games I played, I enjoyed. Down well, I mentioned that. Yes, so yeah. I think there was three episodes where I was stuck on these rock hard games, mm-hmm. knowing now that I wanted to finish them, being my nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when I finished Down Well, Jesus, it was, I fucking <laughs> threw the joypad at Louise because <laughs> she was sitting there watching. Beating that boss, <laughs> it was so intense. Uh-huh. And I, the, the sense, because I've got to learn that game, it's nuances. People who have PSN would have got that free. Uh-huh. Play it, please. Give yeah. it some time. Give it a blast. Because it's got so much depth to uh-huh. it that you... Depth, it's about down the well. No. That you don't realise when you first play it. Uh-huh. Check it out, it's amazing. Uh, Friday the 13th? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's up there for all of its faults, for all of its problematic launch. I think it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. When you get a really good group of people with a fucking mics... I just think it's a great game. It's really well... Very left for dead then, do you think, in that sort of way? Yeah. I'd say it's more Evolve, because it's 1v, like, I just seven. mean with... The when group, I was playing yeah. it back in the, the, the twilight of its mm-hmm. launch, I knew that if I was sitting down and I was waiting in a, like, lobby, mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to have mics. Yes. And I wanted to have a certain, certain vibe. Mics are so important in Friday the 13th in the same way that they were for Left for Dead. And a lot of people now aren't even using them, which is frustrating. But I think, um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's there's something about that game, like the atmosphere and stuff that I really like. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I can see why a lot of people don't like it because it's not polished. Like you'll climb through a window and you'll be clipping and stuff like that. And it's not yeah. totally polished. It's not AAA, but it's great. It's great fun. And it's it's being supported well by the developers mm-hmm. now as well. The, the way they communicate with the community could be improved. Better, yeah. I think, but no, I think it's it's a great game and worthy of being up there. Like class, 
Last uh, one of my five is XCOM 2. Oh, the really? The game that um, I'd, I'd said that I was having a bit of a tough go of mm-hmm. because I was wanting to finish it. Despite all of its technical flaws, mm-hmm. it's still a game worth playing, especially on a console. Right. Because I, I'll put it to you, how many other games do that thing? As much as it gets it wrong, turn-based, mm-hmm. kind of uh, epic base management, you know, narrative sto- uh, a storyline to it, there's not many games that do that. Mm. So it, for that, it needs to be applauded. Right. As much of the load times were horrendous, as much as those bits where you were just playing, like the glitches I experienced, I've talked about on this podcast... But it's still worth it. It's mm-hmm. still worth playing that game. Cool. And when I finished it, the day I finished it, I felt fucking like I could take on the world. <laughs> and that's, I'll tell you something, that's something I like when you know you're beating something that really wanted to fucking give you a hiding. Yeah. The last one I want to mention is the Turing Test, which I'm playing at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, <laughs> I've called it the poor man's portal because I, I feel like it is really... <laughs> But it's got a very interesting storyline about this bacteria or protein they found in Europa, uh, Jupiter's moon. Mm-hmm. It has the ability to repair damaged DNA, which yeah. essentially causes immortality. In the AI of the ship, which is called Tom, T-O-M, technical operations machine, um, he's kind of like become sentient and goes rogue and he, he refuses to let these people who've essentially been infected with this bacteria, which gives them immortality, yeah. he refuses to let them return to Earth because he realises that the whole of Earth will become immortal, and that's got a lot of fucking problems. Yeah, which is a great, a great that's story. A good concept, really. that, yeah. Um, the AI's voice is voiced by James Falcon, and his voice is fantastic. But it, it's kind of you, you use this little gun to suck up these little power orbs, which you then use to power different things. And it's all about getting switches and doors and mm. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it basically is the poor man's portal because it's it's designed. Almost exactly like Paul, yeah. where you've got this AI talking to you all the way through it, um, and you're going between room to room. Every now and again, there'll be a room that's got like a bit of lore or a bit of history to give you an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not as good as Paul, but it's it's a good game to, to have a blast. It was free again with uh, Xbox. Cool, yeah. So that's that's all the ones I want to talk about. Are you done? I'm done. Yeah. Fantastic. Merry Christmas. So there you go, Ross. That's the end of the Christmas special for 2017. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have, yeah. Is there anything you want to say? No, just Merry Christmas yeah, to everyone. fucking Christmas. Horrible. But yeah, I suppose Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you're listening to this while you're having your Christmas dinner. I uh, hope your family members are kicking the high to <laughs> having a great time. Just about to crack open this tiramisu, as we discussed earlier. What did you have for a starter? Was it soup? Oh, do you not have a start with Christmas dinner? I don't have a start. Me neither. I think it's, it's hard enough to get the fucking main, right? Fucking reads. I think it's an awful idea having a start. Who thought of that? Yeah. What about 2017 in general? Have you enjoyed the year? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've had a good year. It's been quite a, a productive year for Gone Say, would you say? I mean, we've done a lot of specials. We've done the driving special, believe, this year. Mm-hmm. Fighting special. What what comes in 2018? Who knows? Will we maybe revamp things? Will we have a different approach to the, the specials so they're not so labour intensive I hope so <laughs> we're going to do a Star Wars special that might be the is first is that passive aggressive <laughs> yeah totally that might be the first episode of 2018 a Star Wars one mm-hmm. um, we want more guests as well yeah if yeah anyone wants to get in touch 
I would love, yeah, I'd love more feedback. That'd be nice. As a Christmas present, give us some feedback. Yeah, that would be nice. That's all we want. All I want for Christmas is some feedback. (laughs) You've got to listen at the end. You've got to listen right at the very, very end because that's the best bit of the whole podcast. Is it? I don't know. No, your your musical interludes are the best bit. You're welcome. Anything else? No. Well done. Thank you very much for listening to God of some miles like hasn't it As a... um, we'll talk about the one that we did together first and then I'll talk about the one that I did do you reckon did you bring up a glass for me I didn't mate sorry do you need uh, one you know what it doesn't matter do you need one because no, I don't no, want to no. get one it doesn't matter sure yeah it doesn't matter but do you really want one because there's no problem for us to get you one it not are you sure yes because I, I want you to get the full experience from this bottle <laughs> this bottle of milk I'm fine no, this and get you a nice tall glass of milk <laughs>